Hi. Hi. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi. We are only two weeks away from Halloween. <laughs> Which means we're only two weeks away from the Halloween homecoming dance, Andy. The what now? It's this thing I'm doing. You, oh, you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I might invite that's, you. That's great. Would you like to come? Sorry, I can't come that night. What are you doing? You don't have friends. I'm busy. With what? Um, what is that? A Tuesday? It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. Oh, it's, I've got church. Oh yeah, I'm sure. All day. <laughs> yeah. I have all day church. I can't go out on Sunday. Halloween is for heathens. That is true. It is for heathens. It's for the fun people. It's for the party planning committee of the Halloween homecoming dance. What is? I'm sorry. What? The Halloween homecoming dance party planning committee. Is what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at. Let's start over. Hi. Welcome to Look Good for the Boys, a horror gossip podcast. Yep. I'm Philip. I'm Andy. Are you sure? No? Are you getting out your ID? That proves nothing. Those can be faked. I don't I don't believe it. Yeah, and, well, Andrew, it says, which I assume is You have been lying to me for <laughs> 20 years. All right, so welcome back to the Halloween Homecoming Dance Party Planning Committee. Or the Party Planning Committee for the Halloween Homecoming Dance. Yep. The HHD PPC. Or the PPC HHD. Whichever works better for you. The Halloween Homecoming Dance is coming up in two weeks. Gosh, that's so soon. Yeah. And we're only halfway through planning for it. There's already been so much happening. It's a busy, busy month. October is busy. Look, we got witches and demons out of the way. Yep. I feel like those are... Those are high stress categories. They are. We took care of the the heavy hitters first. Yeah. So from, I mean, here on out, it's kind of, I mean, I don't want to say it's smooth sailing or it's easy. You know, it might have been smooth sailing (laughs) until you came along and added. I want to let you know that I am the one. I am responsible for the four movies this week. Yeah. If you want to know why you have to watch four films to understand what we're talking about this week, it's Andy's fault. I advocated for... A max of three. I just, I want to be thorough. And because we did witches, we did ghosts, now we're at cats. Yep, so black cats. Specifically black cats, because look, I am a cat guy. I am not. Uh, Philip is not. It's fine. Yeah, it is fine. It's I, Cats are fine. I mean, they're great. We're not going to get into this. <laughs> sure. I love cat. I'm a cat dad. I love cats. They're my favorite. I just, ooh, they're the best. They're just, they're just <laughs> the, ooh, they're the best. Uh, the Egyptians were right. They are better than us. Okay. Cats are better than us. Yeah. And I just love them. And horror is full of them. Horror, the horror genre is full. There's so many cats to celebrate. Everywhere. There's celebrity cats. Mm -hmm. There's Church from Pet Cemetery, Jonesy from Alien, General from Cat's Eye, Piwacket from Bell Book and Candle. So many great cats. But we need to focus here. So it's not just cats, it's black cats. And not just just black cats. It's specifically Edgar Allan Poe's The The Black Black Cat. Cat. If you're gonna, you know, that's quintessential Halloween is the black cat. Yeah. Poe is another one of those, like, 
Elvira, Angela, they can show up to the party. If Edgar Allan Poe wants to come to the party, he can. Yeah. Oh, or not. Absolutely. I mean, obviously. Again, VIP section. We got can the velvet imagine rope. If Poe crawls out of his grave to come to our Halloween homecoming dance and we turned him away. I'm going to go one better. I'll say Jeffrey Combs as Poe. Like if Jeffrey Combs put on his Nevermore get up and came out mm-hmm. as Poe, he's getting in. What about John Cusack? Oh, yeah. John. What, about John? what if John Cusack? John Cusack. Came no, we beat him Poe. to death. <laughs> Did he play Poe? He did, yeah, in the worst movie. I still haven't, (laughs) I have tried watching that movie so many times. I have like sat down to be like, fuck it. It's Poe. I have to. I turn it off every time. I can't do it. And I like, and I don't dislike John Cusack. If he shows up as Poe to our party, we're telling him he's at the wrong address. (laughs) His name's not on the fucking list because of that movie. Okay. So anyway. John, John Cusack comes not in that Fine, it's fine. He can come in. So Edgar Allan Poe's reanimated corpse, Edgar Allan Poe's ghost, or Jeffrey, Jeffrey Combs, Combs as, as Edgar Allan Poe. Yep. I'll go ahead and All say Tom Savini, too. If Tom Savini puts on his Edgar Allan Poe costume from one of the movies we're going to talk about today, mm-hmm. he's allowed. Okay. Who else has played Poe? You know what? We got to call it. Yeah, it's yeah, just Jeffrey just- Combs. Yeah, let's not complicate this. Because we can also only have one Poe, and if they all show up... That would be really weird. We can't let them all in. What if Poe's ghost came and Poe's reanimated corpse came? That would be so awkward. We gotta... Well, we gotta try and get them back together. Yeah, right. (laughs) We gotta see if we can get Levana or someone to put them together. (laughs) So anyway, Poe's absolutely invited. We don't... He's a separate list. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's like... We don't even need to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Ten minutes later. We did. (laughs) But the black cat is you know it's a piece of horror history it's a piece of literary history mm-hmm. there's a reason it's been adapted seven million times here's the thing even just by edgar Allan poe's the black cat standards there's too many fucking movies we got to focus beyond that yeah, yeah. so bell lugosi boris karloff out of here mm-hmm. great movie oh great movie i love that movie so very much we will have to talk about it on the show sometime yeah. It's out of here. horror episode, out of here. Gone. The Dallas-Fort Worth regional one that I really like a lot, it's gone too. Yep. There are others. I'm just There's not... There's plenty. There are plenty. But even as is, we still had to apply other filters and still narrowed it down to four films. Yeah. Just the... Ita- but here's the thing. So you go... The Is it Gatti Neri? How do you say this in Italian? I don't know. How do you say Black Italian. Cat in Italian? I should have looked this up. El Gato Negro, isn't it? Well, that's in Spanish. I'll, this might be... Because they, when they pluralize something, don't they change the final vowel to an I? Isn't it like uh, like giallo becomes gialli? Gato Nero. Gato Nero. That's the black cat, yes. We have plural. We have multiple ones. Gatineri. Gatineri. Okay. How wow. do you know that? I just... I, I observe things. Oh, okay. I I don't. I don't pay attention to anything. I, I didn't have friends. <laughs> so, oh. I didn't. Here's the thing. I've like cu- gone back to middle school now in my social life. Like I went from you know, no friends for a very long time in my youth to like, fr- okay, friends in high school, lots of friends and decent amount of friends in college. After college, wow, all the friends, just all the friends. Mm-hmm. Moved to LA, get into comedy. Oh, so many friends. Mm-hmm. I'm down to no friends again. Thanks. Thank I mean, you. okay. Not obviously not that no friends. That feels real Sorry. good. Well, you're more than a friend. Fill up your family, you know? Okay, that's true. We are like brothers. Yeah, so like there's... The, I promised I wasn't going to get off on any tangents today. And we've already done like three of them. <laughs> Look, Il Gatineri. We have 
the Italian black cats. Yep. And we have to do all four. I, I know... I fought against it. I did. Philip fought against it. But I was just like, we can't... Like, who are you going to cut from this list? So let's say the list. Sergio right? Martino, Dario Argento, mm-hmm. Luigi Cazzi, and Lucio Fulci. Yep. You can't cut any of them. I mean, I guess you could cut Cazzi. You could probably <laughs> have cut Cazzi. But that Kotze. was the first one I watched. And yeah. I was like, well, nope, too late. I already watched it. Yeah. But also, the, it also purports itself to be... Based on Edgar Allan Poe. We're getting ahead of ourselves. So, so these are, are the, the four films. Called? Yeah. All right. So we have Dario Argento's The Black Cat from Two Evil Eyes. We have Lucio Fulci's The Black Cat. We have Luigi Cazzi's uh-huh. The Black Cat. Yep. Checks out. What's the last one? Sergio Martino's Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only I Have the Key. Well, that's different. <laughs> that's a different title. But actually... That was the one I wanted to cut because it was the last one I watched. Really glad I watched it. Just want to say a great film. But when Andy insisted that we include that one, I said, only if you learn how to say the title (sighs) in Italian. So, Andy. Oh, my God. You going to give it a stab? I'm going to give it. We're going to give this a a shot. A good meaty stab. Yeah. I'm going to give this a good old whack with with the axe. Il tuo vicio è una stanza chiusa e solo io ne ho la chiave. Good job. I probably mispronounced at least one of those. That's fine. But that's my shot at it. Thank you for keeping up your end of the bargain. So those are the four films. The four Italian black cats. The four Italian films that are positioning themselves as black cat adaptations. Yeah. And some of them are a little more upfront than others about how little they're based on it. Like, what year is your vice? 72. So your vice, wow, that's the oldest one, mm-hmm. 1972. Yeah, Same year as last house on the left. Because then it's full cheese is 81, Cotsies is 89, and Argento's is 90. 90, yeah. Argento's was part of Two Evil Eyes, which is an anthology film that was actually what Romero hoped would be a series, a cable series that was just all Poe adaptations. Didn't work out, which is a shame. That yeah. would have been amazing. Yeah, it would have. But, so we have Two Evil Eyes. And Black Cat is one of the segments from that film. And, yeah. So, yeah, f- fuck. Fulci's is at least a little bit honest, where it says, freely adapted. It really t- I love that it says freely adapted. It's like, no, we, we want you to know. Yeah. <laughs> and but then Katsi's, the title, it says Edgar Allan Poe's The Black Cat. Which, the funny thing about that, listeners, is that Katsi, this film was not even shot as a Black Cat adaptation, but the distribution company wanted to release this series of films, no other film of which actually was realized, based on Poe's stories, and so they forced Katsi to shoehorn in this Black Cat in this movie and rename it The Black Cat. After it had been, I mean, and the thing is, is even before that, this film was a mess. Uh, Like, yeah. The development and origin and pre-production and production story and even post-production story as we've just learned of this film is really interesting we could do a whole episode just about easily it. yeah like yeah <laughs> it's, a it's whole, fascinating it's a whole fucking thing it's a mess of a film it's all over the place the story is stealing from a lot of different things yeah it's well this is my my twitter name right now is a reference to this movie mm-hmm. my what twitter is name is katsi's Nickelodeon's De Quincey's Pose the Black Cat. <laughs> and I wanted yep. to fit more in there. I wanted to fit Baudelaire and Argento in there as well. Mm-hmm. Because at one point, Argento was going to direct this movie. And 
yeah, so it's it, just even beyond that. Even before Menahem Golan was like, it has to be a Poe movie, so call it the Black Cat and throw, I don't know, four inserts of cats into it. Mm-hmm. It's the one that easily has nothing to do whatsoever yeah. with, with the story. I mean, in order of faithfulness to the original Poe yeah. story, it would be Argento's 1991. Yeah, that's, is that's the most faithful. That's faithful. the most faithful. I'd say second would be Your Vice, Yep, mm-hmm. which is just like a variation on a theme. Full cheese is, as we've said, loosely adapted. <laughs> yeah. It only has maybe a handful of things in common, yeah. which one of them is just having a black cat. Yeah. And then <laughs> Katsis has nothing. No, there's just not, not. Not even one thing. Not at all. It barely has anything to do with any of the other stuff in the movie. Like that the movie's <laughs> supposed to, you know what I mean? Like right. all the other source material that it draws from. So I want to do a quick summary of the post story as like a baseline on which to talk about these films in a, in a way. Yeah, we, totally. You know, so basically the post story is about this guy who is descending into alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And as he's doing so, he starts torturing this cat and eventually kills this cat. And, and it's his pet cat that yeah, he loves. Yeah, one that he loves. Yeah. He's an animal lover. Yeah. Self-professed animal lover. And so he kills this cat. Another cat comes along. And it starts causing him to go even more insane. He descends more into alcoholism. He ends up trying to kill the cat, but instead kills his wife. Yeah. And then he entombs her in a wall in the basement. And this part's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) After entombing her in a wall in the basement, some police detectives come by looking for her. They don't find her because the wall is so well constructed, as he very vocally points out. And then as they're about to leave, they hear the cat behind the wall. They tear the wall down, find the body, because he accidentally walled the cat in with the body. Yeah. Which I think three of these movies does some variation of that. Yeah, three of these movies have something of that in them. Of a cat and a body and a wall. And a wall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can you guess which one doesn't? (laughs) Yeah. uh, It's not the one whose name is farthest away. But this, this story is no stranger to adaptation, and it's no stranger to adaptations that don't actually tell that story. Right. The, the universal film, Karloff and Lugosi, is not telling that story whatsoever. Right. Um, the, the one, the segment in Tales of Terror that is called The Black Cat is actually an adaptation of Casca Amontillado, which is another story that features someone being walled up, but there's a cat in the story. <sighs> Whatever. Should we go through what each of these films is about? Let's do it. So your vice is a locked room and only I have a key. Mm-hmm. I have the key. Is, God, where to start? Okay, so it's about an alcoholic writer who is very abusive to his wife but has a cat that he loves. In this case, it's actually the wife who is mean to the cat. Well, the writer is also not just a writer. He's an heir to this mansion. This He's a, a, a count. His mom was a countess. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. There's like, there. it's old money. It is very old money. They have servants, and they live in a mansion. Yeah, and he's a piece of shit. He is the fucking worst. He might be the worst person in all of these movies. None of these men are super sympathetic. Right. In these, in these films. But he's the worst. The ones that are like over that are that are like giving into the the perverseness that that Poe describes in the story. Mm-hmm. He is the worst. He is easily the worst. Although there's some twists and turns in this movie. There's a lot. So there is a side, like a B plot of a murderer going around actually killing people, which yeah. is solved halfway through the film. Yeah. That's not actually what this movie's about, even though no. it pretends to be. <laughs> well, the connection, right, is that like those murders are used to kind of cast doubt or cast suspicion on different people regarding what what else is going on in this movie. So then you throw in this new character, Floriana, Floriana halfway his through. niece, played by the great... 
Edwige Fennec. Who is, is amazing. She's so great. These movies all have like some bona fide exploitation and Italian cinema stars in them. Yeah. Like Floriana gets thrown in, the niece, yeah. and immediately starts having an affair with both husband and wife separately. Oh, yeah. No, the, your vice's electrum is like, there's a lot of fucking in this movie. There's it's, so this much movie fucking. is queer. Yeah. Like, there are several queer characters. All of them so women, odd. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah, it kind of descends on all three of their parts into some some form of like debauchery and madness. Yeah, and there's there's backstabbing and betrayal and I and think twists upon twists. Every character in this movie, I think, is a psychopath. Easily, like straight up pathological narcissist or or sociopathic. Like, yeah, there's not really a good person in this. movie. No, they're all not pretty one. much everyone in this movie is a piece of shit yeah. except for Giovanna. <laughs> Oh my God, she's my fucking <laughs> Giovanna, favorite. Giovanna. She's the best. There's this weird scene where they're going to pick up Floriana from the train station and they mistake, like the film wants you to mistake Giovanna. The, the film wants you to think Giovanna is Floriana. Yeah, but she's actually just a prostitute. Yeah. And Well, she's and, not just a prostitute. Okay, Philip. yeah, I'm so sorry. She's a sex worker. She's a sex worker. She's not just a sex worker either. <laughs> but she... I mean, the film wants you to be like, yeah, she's nobody. You yeah, know? and I mean, she's there specifically as a to up the body count but yeah and the first thing she's in she gets harassed yep but she's amazing she's so fucking she's great. so amazing i love her outfits yeah. i love her wig i love her persona when her madam is like taking that call shortly before giovanna gets murdered mm-hmm. spoilers sorry yeah this I mean, character we love her but yeah she she mm, was there to die she was there to die Un- unfortunately many characters in this movie are there to die well not many, just I think my two favorites. My two favorite characters in this movie are there just to die, and it's kind of sad. Brenda is the other one. We, I love Brenda. Oh, yeah, Brenda's. Brenda's, she was done a disservice by this film. Yes. Um, but Giovanna, yeah, <laughs> Madam takes the call, and Giovanna's like, just there, just like, oh, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow maybe. I'll fuck all of them or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But she's like, she's done for the day. Yeah. And I love that. Like, and the madam is great. The madam yeah. like is obviously has like is taking care yeah. of Giovanna. They have a good working relationship, you know? And even the shitty characters in this movie, like you kind of like them. Oh, yeah. mostly they're, because they're only hurting each other. Well, and they're fascinating to watch, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. When the reveal comes about arena, it's like, cause you, 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 she does this great thing with her where you're like, she does a thing and you're like, oh, good for her, you know? And then immediately it's like, oh, really? Good for her? You think so? Well, how about this? Right. <laughs> you're like, oh, well, fuck. She's a busy shit too. And that happens with mostly characters. I mean, okay, the the husband, Oliviero, you hate the entire time. Yeah, I mean, towards the end when you learn some things about Irina and like some light is, is cast on some things, mm-hmm. you maybe understand why he was... I mean, because her goal was to make him crazy. Like, yeah. this is a, a plot she had. yeah. But it also definitely does not excuse the behavior. I'm just saying that the movie is showing you these evil people doing interesting things. Well, it, yeah, they're doing awful things in interesting ways, yeah. in ways that are unexpected and fascinating yeah. and layered, mm-hmm. is what I would say. Yeah, all, like, it's they're all, still it's terrible all, things. It's all very layered, yeah. Floriana, especially, oh my God. is so fun to watch. We, Tina... Floriana reminded me of Tina where it's like Floriana is like a Tina who knows what she wants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where it's like she's all drive, but she knows exactly where to channel that drive. Floriana is Melissa with Tina's like spunk or funness. Yeah. She's like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe her. 
She's like a combination to me somehow of Tina and Melissa from Friday 7 and yeah. Horror Party Beach. Because there is a maliciousness about her, but it's not quite to the destructive level of Melissa. No, I would say it's more destructive than Melissa. Well, she it's more wants, insidious. She wants these two people to kill each other over her. Yeah. Like, that's her whole thing. Okay, and when yeah, she I when mean, she takes the jewels... Sorry, we are really all getting out of the place, out of, all over the place and spoiling tons of shit, but the jewels are just an excuse for her. She doesn't even care about them. She like, really doesn't. She even says, she's like, they're tacky, but fine. Yeah, they're, they're tacky, but whatever. <laughs> it's just like, oh, they're a trophy. You didn't do this because you wanted the jewels. You did this because you wanted to destroy some lives. Mm-hmm. And... These, they're just a trophy. Like, you're going to masturbate while wearing those jewels and think about the damage you did. Yep. Man, she was so proud of herself when she... <laughs> she was, like, trying to convince both husband and wife to kill the other. Yeah. Like, in a very manipulative way. Yeah. And when one of that thing happens, she was very happy about it. <laughs> she was... But in a very, like, casual way, she's like, oh, good, you did it. She's an agent of chaos. Yeah, yeah, she is. Floriana is a fucking problem. But also... I think she's a cream queen. She's, I mean, she's absolutely 100% she's a yeah, cream queen. for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, Floriana is a fucking cream queen. Yeah. God, she's so hot. Yeah, she's so fucking hot. And she is a sexy agent of chaos for yeah. sure. Because I don't know if she really has any direct long-term goals in any of that. But she's just doing what she does. Yeah. And it's, she's following an impulse every time. She's, yeah. Because even when she runs away with Dario, the delivery guy, the motorcycle racer, she's like doing it just because, it's just like, ah, well, okay, this was my option, so yeah. here we go. Why she doesn't not? give a shit about him. No. I lo- Even the first time she sleeps with him, she's like, so we may or may not do this again. Yeah. But it doesn't mean anything. Like, it's yeah, literally either way, she whether I to, fuck you again yeah. or not, it means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, I can't remember the dialogue, but he says something next where she like immediately stops him and like, uh, uh. I said it means nothing. Like, nope. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be very clear about this. <laughs> yeah. But I also want to, we need to move on to other films. Oh my God, yeah. Okay, so let's just do chronological order. So Full Cheese, The Black Cat from 1981. This photographer, Jill, mm-hmm. is in this, she's an American photographer in this small English village. I mean, even though she's the protagonist, I feel like the film happens to her. Like, it's hard to describe <laughs> yeah. the plot of this and center it on her. Yeah, it really is, because she doesn't do much. It's just no. a bunch of other characters kind of popping in and out. And yeah. she's she's really likable. You, she is. Jill's, I like her. Uh, you love Jill. But she's she, cute. But yeah, she doesn't do a whole lot. So it's really about this aging recluse in this mansion. Patrick McGee yep. from Tales from the Crypt. Who has some kind of spiritual, psychic, magical connection to this murderous black cat yeah it's very hard to understand yeah it's not clear there's this old man and there's the black cat and one or both of them are causing a lot of murders and it's unclear of what their exact connection is and who is more responsible Mm -hmm. between the two of them yeah and it's just a lot of stuff that doesn't really go anywhere like patrick mcgee's character professor miles is like a psychic and he's trying to communicate with the other world. Mm-hmm. So he's like recording audio in cemeteries and he has this whole room of reel-to-reel players that are playing tape of like people screaming in Latin and like, I guess EVP. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be EVP or what. Right. Or just voices from beyond the grave. It never really goes anywhere. It doesn't mean anything. Nope. There's a lot of that kind of stuff in this movie. Yeah. There's way too many cop characters in it. There's way too many characters. There's, yeah, there's too many characters that you don't really ever feel like you know anything about most of them. Right. 
but what's his name? Al Clive from Zombie, mm-hmm. who plays uh, Brian and Zombie and the, the sergeant here. He's hot. He is. Uh, he's less English, hot here than he was in Zombie. He's less hot here. His also his accent's not great. No, it's really not. Warbeck is doing David Warbeck from The Beyond is doing like a uh, I don't know like a fucking Roger Moore impression. Yeah, it's really weird. The entire movie, yeah. But basically, like broad strokes are so you have the psychic with the connection to the cat and uh, this photographer who ends up in a wall. There, yeah, that's what you need yeah. to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what else can you say about this? There's not much else to say. I mean, about you could it. recount the entire plot and you still would feel like you're leaving stuff out that's relevant because it's all over the place. Yeah. 89, Luigi Cozzi, Lord. aka Louis Coates, <laughs> doing this thing. Edgar Allan Poe's The Black Cat, aka Demons 6. AKA the final in the Three Mothers <laughs> oh God, trilogy. Yeah. So this started this we can't even get into it all. But it started as a would-be closing chapter to the Three Mothers trilogy. Yeah. From an idea by Daria Nicolodi. And just a lot of stuff happened and then it became this. And in this movie, it is about an actress named Anne. Anne, who is in a movie that's being shot called The Black Cat. About the third mother. Well, no, that's a different... So she's currently filming this movie called oh, The Black Cat. You're right, yeah. Which we okay. never learn what that movie is about. No, even though this movie is called The called Black, the Black Cat. Cat as well. That movie is... We know that it's horror or thriller themed. Looks a little bit giallo. Yeah, it looks a little giallo. But we never figured out what it's about. But then her husband is a director whose writing partner, Dan, her husband is Mark. They have this idea... For a new movie based on what Dan thinks is uh, from a Charles Baudelaire anthology, but turns out to be, you know, inspired by Thomas De Quincey's Suspiria de Profundis, which Suspiria, the film Suspiria, is partly based on, which exists in the world of this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're yeah, they're doing the, another third mother movie. But it's like it's like a pre West Craven's New Nightmare meta, like attempting to be meta <laughs> yeah, three mothers yeah. movie, where it's like. In this film universe, Argento has made the first two Three Mothers films. Yes, and this is the third one, and they're looking for a producer. Yeah, it's a movie about them trying to make a movie about the third mother. But unbeknownst to them, the, through the process of making this movie, they have awakened the spirit of Lavana, the Roman goddess of childbirth and the third mother. I want to read all the things they call her. Yes, please do. Lavana, the terrible mother. The mother of madness, the counselor of suicide, the slash of the dagger, the breath of the dragon. That's great. There's a bunch of stuff about reincarnation in it. She's trying to take possession of Anne. Anne's friend Nora, is try- who's Dan's wife, Yes, Dan is, is trying to sleep with Mark so that she can get does sleep, does sleep with, with Mark. Mark. Mark is a bad partner. Yeah. Mark is a bad husband. It's also unclear how much of this is a dream, how much of this really happens. We never learn really what Lavana is. Because Sarah is the reincarnation of Lavana, but she might just be a mutant with powers. Luigi Cozzi himself says that this is a science fiction movie, not a horror movie. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to understand what any of this is. Rain. It ends like WandaVision with energy beams being shot at each other. Yeah. Well, and then and then the end end is basically like a oh wow a retcon. Where it's like, because she defeated Lavana, she gets to rewrite history however she wants. Yeah. Which is super so weird. weird. There's like a blue velvet quality to that very end as well. But yeah, there's that that thing where she's like, the 
The ghost girl with the glowing orb with the glowing orb says to her, you know, this is the best of all possible worlds. And it's like mm-hmm. your, your husband didn't cheat on you, nor is your best friend. That you got the part. You got the part. You're going to make this movie. It's going to be the best movie ever. Yeah, it's weird. But then her baby is also Lavana, the reincarnation of Lavana, maybe because his eyes glow red at the end and Lavana's voice is like, I'm not dead. I'm here. <laughs> It's so fucking bizarre. It is so bizarre. This and is one of the strangest movies. It's I'm sorry. very nonsensical. Yeah, it's it's worth a watch. It is truly wild. I've seen this movie three times now. I still don't remember everything when yeah. talking about it. Well, because it's all over the place. It's so it makes all these, over the place. It, it tries to have this very dense mythology that is really hard to follow. Like, there's some weird thing about, like, Levana reincarnated in a woman, but if she had been reincarnated in a man, like, things would have gone differently. Yeah, but also, it's... like, the first son of the woman that she reincarnated. Like, it's so, it's so it's, confusing. It's hard to follow. So, yeah. That's, so, that's that. That's Katsy's black cat. That's Katsy's black cat, somehow, <laughs> with a bunch of inserts of black cats that do not interact with any characters at all. Except for the cat that was just in the movie regardless yeah yeah so the cat that got edited in and and but there's also another cat oh right yeah there's that scene between mark and dan in the car where mark is like he literally asks what does the black cat have to do with lavana the witch (laughs) it's like hey audience i know you're asking this question right now right mark asks this and dan says well in the short story the black cat poe himself says through the character of the narrator's wife that black cats were associated with witches in the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. which is another thing that comes up in the next film. Two Evil Eyes, <laughs> segment two, <laughs> The Black Cat. Argento's The Black Cat from 1990. Wow, this one. Holy shit. Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Doing, what a cast. Doing his thing. Oh, gosh. I don't think he was directed in this movie. I think he did what he wanted to do. I think Keitel, yeah. When he's working with certain people, he kind of just does what he wants to do. Yeah. I I really like his performance. It's very fascinating. He's making a lot of interesting choices. It is. It is fascinating. It is. Meow! Meow! <laughs> meow! It's a fucking cat! <laughs> he makes a lot of what makes that enjoyable to oh, yeah. watch. Great outfit, too. The bow tie and beret. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's a, also a photographer. Photo- we got another photographer. Yep. But he's doing his own thing. It's like he's an artist. He's like he's an art photographer. Yep. He makes his own photography art. But he also works for the papers, I guess, or something, because he goes on these assignments to take crime scene photos. But he also is somehow allowed to use these crime scene photos for an art book of photos that he's releasing. Mm-hmm. I also want to point to, since we're bringing up the crime scene photos, mm-hmm. there's like um, the world is going crazy outside of the story thing going on in this movie. Right. I mean, there's a whole pit in the pendulum death yeah. at, that this opens with that yeah. never really gets revealed. and. And they're all very casual about the fact that mm-hmm. this woman was murdered by a swinging pendulum, pendulum blade. Yeah. yeah. And it almost makes you think, like, oh, they're going to do the thing where there's a killer on the loose in the city of Pittsburgh killing people off through Poe methods. Is this like another, you know, Vincent Price kind of theater of blood, Dr. Fibes kind of deal? And then. No. No. But there is um, completely unrelated a uh, crazy guy who dressed like Edgar Allan Poe pulled the teeth. Yep. Out of his cousin's corpse in the cemetery, which is a po- poem, I believe. So just, yeah, completely apropos of nothing, that's also going on. And I like how all this stuff is going on, but they're most disturbed by Harvey Keitel's character, Usher, maybe abusing a cat. Maybe abusing a cat in the production of the book he made. Yeah. Weird. 
His coffee table book. Yeah, Jesus. and a coffee table book that has crime scene photos in it, including, you know, going back to the pit in the pendulum yeah. death, this woman who got sawed in half with very gruesome photos in this coffee table book. And I love how when he gets to the crime scene, he's taking those photos. They're all just making jokes. And then, like, Harvey Keitel actually starts the device, the pendulum, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they all just, like, laugh about it. Yeah. Like, they are so casual yeah, they're about... Like, well, they're, like, mad at him for a second. They're like, hey, man, what are you doing? Stop touching things. And, I mean, John Amos, too. John Amos is fucking great. Mm-hmm. But but then Keitel's just like, what? Yeah. And they're like, oh... It's like the most casual crime... Like, elaborate... I mean, that's a Saw crime scene. Yeah. And they're all so casual about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Touch whatever you want. It doesn't yeah. matter. So he's he's an alcoholic. Yes. He is, I think... Oliviero in Your Your Vice is the only other one that I can think of in these movies that it's like, oh, clear is, alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, blatant. Yeah. But yeah, Harvey Keitel is clearly an alcoholic. Or, so his name is Rod Usher. Yeah, Rod Usher. Natch. So yeah, he's a drunk and he has a wife who's a weirdo. <laughs> I love her. Annabelle. I love she's Annabelle. She's so fucking weird. So much. She's such a weird lady. She's a hippie. New age hippie. Yeah. Who gets this cat that she loves. She won't tell Usher what the it's name so is. Weird. When He's, he asks, she yeah. says, it's a secret. It's a secret. Okay. Is it a so, secret from the audience too, Dario? Yeah, apparently. I guess. And as he gets more and more drunk as the segment goes along, <laughs> he gets angrier and angrier at both his wife and the cat. He kills the cat and you don't see him yeah, kill it. Yeah, in fact, you don't they even- They don't show it. You know what? Actually, I, I you don't know that he this. did until he has a dream about it. That's right. So he's making he's taking these photos of the cat against a painting mm-hmm. for his coffee table crime yep. scene book, and he starts to strangle the cat to get it in these like poses that he wants. Yeah, and then it cuts away, and you're later led to believe that he strangled the cat to death. Yeah, with that he's more drunk, and his girlfriend Annabelle is accusing him, which is like already like that's not a great relationship. Right. We know this relationship was already in trouble because. The cat's not around. Her first thought is to like, you killed my cat. Yeah. So like leave him. Yeah. So he's also doing shots of Mezcal in the kitchen. In, in like the morning. It, yeah. It's the morning. Yeah. <laughs> the next morning. Yeah. So. I can't look. I can't judge. I've been there. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I didn't. Have. I'm not a fucking cat murderer though. Right. I, yeah. I can say emphatically I've never done that. Yeah. So yeah. She accuses him of killing the cat and then it kind of leads up to this cat coming back or a different cat coming back. Yeah, just like in the post story. Yep. With a marking and... Yeah. That kind of starts to haunt him and it drives him a little crazy and he gets more and more drunk. And then there's one night where he goes to attack the cat and misses, just like in the post story, and be, and he gets so angry at missing that he just decides to hack up his wife instead. Oh, man. That effect of the, the cleaver going through her hand is pretty great. It's Yeah, yeah. it's gruesome. Yeah. It's, it's rough. And then he walls her behind drywall. <laughs> yeah. Like all the other stories are like either plaster or brick. You know? It's just drywall. Just drywall. Yeah. It's but, just, he, but he puts a shelf up of his video collection. Yeah. His VHS library is up there, mm-hmm. you know? So, hey, you want a copy of... What are some of the movies that he has on there? I can't remember. Final Conflict. They're all very on-the-nose The Searchers. Uh, <laughs> and The Searchers one is great, too, because you see John Wayne's face looking at the wall. Where the body <laughs> Where is. the body is. What's great, though, is that when he when he puts the body behind the wall, there's like a coat rack back there. Like coat oh, hooks. and he hangs, and he her, hangs hair, her, her, like, her hair. Yeah, well, by her hair and her arms. Yeah. So she's like, she's like crucified, crucified yeah. back there. It's so, and it's, 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 like, it's honestly kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. It, re- it looks great. And especially looks great when they break down the wall and she's half rotted oh, back yeah. there. Well, she's half rotted and half eaten. 
Yeah. By little baby mutant kitties. Yeah. Because that, I mean, she's behind that wall for a while. Yeah. Because there's a whole thing with the neighbors and with some of, the wife was a violin teacher, so some of her students are getting worried. <laughs> Including and then, Julie Benz. Yep. <laughs> in her first role. And then, yeah, then the whole thing with the cat being behind the wall, meowing at a very inappropriate time when the police are in the house. Yeah. And that's how they find out. And it ends pretty abruptly. But man, what an ending. Yeah. It just ramps up real fucking quick with mm-hmm. a bunch of like shit where you're like, wow, okay, here we are, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like, look, I like all of these. Yeah, for very different yeah. reasons. I think my favorite is probably Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only I Have the Key. Okay. Followed by, honestly. Are you going to say the Kotze? Yeah. Wow. Because uh, it's so bonkers. It's, it's so it all really over is. the place. It's one of those movies that I, every, when I am watching it, while I'm watching it, I'm like, wow, this is really doing a lot and I kind of love it. I but admire it. later its on, ambition. I can't recall anything. Yeah, yeah. You can't remember a fucking thing about yeah. that movie. And then I would say, this is going to be kind of nuts. I, then I would say Argento's. The Fulci's at the bottom? Fulci's at the bottom for me. And I, Fulci's one of my favorite filmmakers, but I just, I don't know. That movie didn't hit me the way his usually do. I think the movie, I really love that movie a lot. I love, it's, you know, it's Sergio Salvati, so it's shot beautifully. Mm-hmm. I love that it's Fulci doing something different. I do, it's frustrating because there's a lot of things in it that are interesting that don't go anywhere. Right. There's a lot of really great set pieces. Yeah. I um, really love the airtight locked room that the teenagers get trapped oh, in. So, yeah. That whole stuff yeah. is really great. Yeah. But yeah, it a lot of it doesn't go anywhere and a lot of it is missed opportunities. Yeah. I think the Fulci might be my favorite. Really? Yeah. What so I don't what's know. your order? And I say this knowing full well that the Fulci is a frustrating, incomplete, kind of unsatisfying movie. Mm-hmm. It's mighty partly what I like about it. Yeah. So yeah, I think probably Fulci, then Argento. Then your vice, and then the Katsi. Okay, and none of them are like you know far ahead of any other ones. No. They're all kind of clustered close together for me. I will say, I think what makes your vice my favorite is because it's almost entirely scenery chewing, and you know that's yep, my that's huge your turn whole on. thing. And that movie has a fucking lot of it. It's like all it is. So between these four movies, yep. there aren't. I don't think there's anything that all four of them have in common outside of. A black cat. Citing, yeah, outside of the existence of a black cat somewhere in the film. (laughs) But two of them have photographers as characters we covered. Mm -hmm. Two of them feature scores by Pino DiNaggio. Mm -hmm. And his score for the black cat is pretty incredible. For the, sorry, his score for the Fulci is pretty incredible. There's like a lot of weird, like Jerry Goldsmith shit going on in it. It's, I love it. Two of them are adaptations, or actually interested in adapting some of the, you know. Two have a giallo killer, like a full-on prototypical, archetypical even giallo killer with a black hat and black trench coat. Yeah. Because one is a giallo killer in the movie that's being made in the Katsi black cat. Oh, yep. But then your vice has like a proper giallo killer. Two of them have characters named Esther. Okay. And I think that's it. <laughs> that's it for the similarities between the, the four films. Mm-hmm. I mean, three of them have, well, I guess this is where you come in. What they have in common with their source material. What they have in common with Poe's short story. So three of them involve somebody getting walled in somewhere with a black cat that ends up help, like helping somebody find either in one case, in two cases, the body in one case, the actual person behind Mm -hmm. the wall. Three of them are, (laughs) three of them involve cats getting strangled. Is it three or two? 
Does Fulci's black cat get strangled? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. he, he kills it, it to in try this, to. Yeah. Three of them, it's the same way that it happens in the, the story. Yeah. Where, where the cat gets strangled and then with a, like a, a rope or a cord. Back. And yeah, then, and the, yeah, another cat comes another back. Another cat comes back. And in two of them, the cat comes back with markings that resemble a noose or like what was used to strangle mm-hmm. the yeah. cat. Only one of them, and it's surprisingly the full cheese, does the whole plot that I haven't mentioned in Poe's story where a house burns down and in the fire, an image of a strangled black cat appears on a wall. Yes. That happens That's in the, full cheese. That, that happens in full cheese. And in the Poe story. And in the Poe story. It doesn't happen in either, the, either your vice or... Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And then the only other thing I can think of is two of them involve a severely alcoholic and abusive husband. Yes. Yeah. The the Yervice and... And Argentos. And Argentos. I feel like there's other stuff. So, well, we might as well do this then. Because mm-hmm. the whole point of the party planning committee for the Halloween Homecoming Dance. Yeah. And the whole spirit month thing that we're doing here is to choose an official mascot from this for our party you know we've got we've got our witch we got our official hhd ppc witch our official hhd ppc demon and now it's time to choose and now it's time to choose our official black cat our official hhd ppc black cat yes so we got we got some good kitties we got some bad kitties yeah but only one kitty can come so our choices are so satan the only named one is from your vices a locked room. The only the one of these cats that has a fucking name. And the name is Satan. Is, and that's because in the Poe story, the cat's name is Pluto, who was the god of the underworld. Hmm. And so, so Satan. They just went real literal. They just went real literal one. with it. They were like, who's our god of the underworld? Satan. Okay, done. done. Okay, so your vice has Satan. Then Fulci's the black cat has just the. The beast the is beast, what yeah. is the, is what Professor Miles refers to him as. In Satan's case, Satan murders a bunch of doves, but otherwise is mostly just keeps to itself, right? I will say this. Satan is the fluffiest of all the kitties. Yep. And probably the, look, looks the cuddliest. Mm-hmm. But Satan is also, I think, usually present when one of the characters dies. He's not around for either of the girls murdered by the escaped mental patient. Right. But he is around when Brenda is killed. He's also the only one to lose an eye like in the Poe story. That's true. Satan is the only one that, because in the post story, that he gets his eye yeah. gouged out, and Satan does in this. Wait, I just realized something. Satan never gets strangled because Satan is alive the entire time. You're right. So You're right. Satan I never. They never think Satan's dead. Satan no. never vanishes. So. so once Satan gets his eye stabbed out, he runs. He runs, well, away. He runs away. Yeah, and he doesn't appear again until he's behind the wall. I Olive- mean, he pops up, but like doesn't actually come back come back yeah oliviero gets pissed because he's like you killed my cat to yeah. to arena and arena because arena's got her doves and satan kills them. here's the other thing it's kind of insinuated that satan is sort of like an agent of the countess mm-hmm. esther the countess esther rovigny yeah who has passed away because i mean satan's even in the portrait yeah. of the countess yeah but it, it does seem like satan because satan hates arena mm-hmm. hates the doves yeah and seems to be around for... I mean, is there to solely drive Arena mad, yeah. really. So that's that's your vice, is Satan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Full Cheese is the Beast, which is is truly a psychotic murder, a supernatural entity. Yeah, so it's hard to... Again, it's hard to read, but it, it feels like it's sort of like a The Brood thing. Because Patrick McGee, Professor Miles even says, like, I'm not controlling him. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling him to kill people. I didn't have to. He just feels my anger and acts on it. 
So yeah. whoever he hates, this cat hunts down and kills, but then seems to control him. Like Professor Miles says the cat controls him at the end, and it's sort of like it feels like a very half-baked metaphor for like when humans' hatred or rage gets too big for them to control, and then it controls them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's like hypnosis and psychic connections, and it's all never clarified. But yes, the cat is like the antagonist, I yes. feel like, in that film. And the majority of the murders, with the exception of, I think, just when, and she doesn't die, but when Jill, when Jill gets walled up, is done by Professor Miles. With the exception of that, every other thing is done by the cat. Yes. Right? Yes. And Professor Miles tries to kill the cat, but it comes back. And then and once it comes back, it's like something changed. Like now he really is under the control of the cat completely. Yeah, yeah. it's really, it's kind of hard to understand. Yeah. It's like he was unsuccessful killing his rage, so his rage now controls him or something. Yeah, yeah the cat, the, the opening scene is the cat killing someone. And then we see the cat kill several more people. Mm-hmm. Lillian, who the cat sets on fire. The cat causes a car accident, a fire, pushes a drunk guy off of a wall onto a... On a, on a rebar that he gets impaled on. Yeah. This cat, I mean, uh, the cat messes up some air conditioning to suffocate a couple teenagers and steals the key so yeah. that they can't get out. This cat is like, this is the only one of these movies where it's a cat is like a literal like murderer. Yeah. This cat's a monster. Mm-hmm. So then you have Katsi's cat, black cat, which is basically, I mean, we're led to believe is Lavana in cat form. And this is why I think that cat is disqualified because that's not a cat. That's a fucking witch. Mm. And we've already got a witch. And honestly, we don't want Lavana around. Lavana's gross. She's so gross. She pukes on people. A She's lot. she brings a fucking weird flaky baby yeah. everywhere with her, I a guess. Galaxy baby. Yeah. Galactic baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Galactic flaky disintegrating <laughs> baby. She's like there's a whole bunch of stuff. She also has a lot of dermatological problems. Yeah. I mean, her that's skin. not her fault, but wow. Yeah. She's got bugs all over sometimes. Yeah. Her skin, yeah, her skin's awful. It's real gross. It's really bad. And that's, look, I'm not trying to shame her for it. It's not her fault, but like, she's just mean. She pranks people. She's constantly pranking people. Yeah. She's constantly being like, I'm over here. Haha, no, I'm not. You should drive home. Like, she makes Anne drive everywhere at the end. She fucks up the refrigerator. Yeah. Which is not cool. I don't want her in my house. Yeah, right. If she's going to fuck up my refrigerator. And then then in the weirdest prank of all, she pretends, like she pranks Anne by pretending to be a repairman, right? Yeah. Or makes Anne hallucinate that she sees the repairman there to fix the refrigerator, only to be like, ha ha, there was never a repairman. The refrigerator's not fixed. (laughs) She's also like, the whole thing at the end when she's like, she tells Anne, like, Nora's, oh, you didn't know Mark and Nora are fucking mm-hmm. and you're a bad mom or whatever. She's just no. like gossiping and saying all this mean shit to her. Lavana's so catty. Yeah, and you just can't even really figure out Lavana's whole deal. Like, is she a space spider? Is she a reincarnated witch? Is she a mutant? I don't think Lavana even knows. She doesn't what even know Levana's what her deal about. is. Yeah. She's, she's like, like a thought form that was like, she's like a Grant Morrison God form that was like, just conjured into existence and is constantly like, I don't know who I am. I'm going to fuck things up. Yep. That's exactly. I'm going to throw up on you. I'm going to get you to kill yourself. (laughs) She wants everyone to kill themselves. It's not cool. That's not fucking cool. Lavana. She's, she's not invited. She's not allowed. She's going to cause problems and she's not a black cat. She's a witch pretending to be a black cat. And that's not, we don't do that at our party. Nope. Sorry, Lavana. You can't come to the dance. Nope. So then we have Argento's, we'll just call secret. 
Secret. Yeah, I like that. Secret. Yeah. The cat's name is Secret. I mean, maybe maybe the wife was being really literal with that. Maybe she's like, no, the name is literally Secret. Secret is also the only female cat of these cats. I mean, well, not counting Lavana, but again, not a cat. Yeah, I mean, at least by in terms of pronouns used by the characters. Yeah, Secret is a girl cat, girl kitty. Yeah, because the they Beast call, is a boy kitty. She, beast, they call he. Satan, they call Satan he. is definitely a boy. <laughs> so yeah, so Secret doesn't really do much. Like, Secret's really just there to piss off Harvey Keitel. Yeah, she's really there just to get Harvey Keitel to do awful shit. Yeah. This is the other thing. Secret's not just a girl cat. Secret's a mommy cat. Secret's got a secret. Oh, yeah, that's right. There are babies. But they're not... Those are not normal kitties. No, they're not alive. They're, like, reanimated. They're undead. Yeah. yeah. Like, Secret died and rotted, has no fur. Had zombie kitty babies. zombie kitty babies. So, I mean... If we're going by the conditions of these animals at the end of the movie, Secret can't come. She's not alive anymore. Right. And comes with a whole pack. And comes with, yeah, a bunch of zombie baby kitties. Like, look. That's a lot. Take care of them. I hope they get better. I hope they have great lives. But, you know. We don't want, sh- we don't want, we not- don't want like slimy, furless, undead kittens at this party. No. I mean, they're cute. <laughs> Are they, though? I don't know. If I, we had some bodies gross. to feed them. It'd be fine. True. They're slimy, though. Yeah. I want to touch that. <laughs> I do. I'll cuddle with them. Okay, you cuddle with the slime kitties. <laughs> slime, zombie, slime, zombie slime kitties. So then I guess we're just down to Fulci's beast and your vice is Satan. And that's a tough choice. I mean, I know my choice. It's Satan, right? Yeah. yeah. The beast is uncontrollable. The, the beast is a problem. The beast, the beast is going to be killing people. Yeah, and the beast is psychotic. Yeah. You don't see the beast unless it's killing somebody. So here's the thing. Whatever cat we invite is going to need a plus one. That's true. It's going to need like a kitty handler, you know, even if it's Satan. And I don't think Professor Miles is a, pl- a good plus one because he's, he's already shown he can't control this cat. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe do you think the beast... Would get along with Thomason and the Shadow Father. <laughs> I mean, probably, but I also don't think the Beast would even interact with the two of them. I think the Beast would be busy just murdering people. I don't know. I feel like I feel like part of the problem is the Beast just doesn't have anybody on his level. You know, there's no one to talk to in that big house. Like, there's okay. Professor Miles has a room full of tape recorders playing EVP. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a cool room, and he's got a room full of bats. It's a bunch of bats in a room. Bats aren't good conversationalists. That's true. You know? So the Beast just doesn't really have anybody to hang out with. Yeah, so he's just lonely. And his whole relationship with Professor Miles is toxic. He just needs people that understand him. And, you know. And I feel like maybe Shadowfather and and Thomason Thomason would. would get the Beast. Also, the Beast is the prettiest. I think Satan's the prettiest. Satan's missing an eye, and I don't mean to be ableist, but like that makes him a little uglier than I love the missing eye. I just want to clarify for our listeners, though. It's not just that he's missing an eye. It's that where his eye is, is a, oh, it's a bloody, bloody hole. Yeah. Like, it's it's gross. It's not just, like, clothes. But it's a, Philip, it's a Halloween party. It's fine. Yeah, but the beast is... I, I don't... Are you going to be like, <laughs> what's her name in Mean Girls? Ew, why are you dressed so scary? <laughs> yeah. Like that? Yeah. You're going to be like that to Satan? Yes. Oh. I don't know. I mean, Satan's fine, but Satan's also just mostly just a cat, whereas the Beast brings a whole new level to yeah. it, which is kind of fun. That's true. Beast is really more of a Halloween cat than Satan. Like, Satan's Satan's definitely fucking with people. Yep. Oh, And for definitely, sure. like, I, I feel like Satan talks to the ghost of the Countess. Like, I feel like they hang out. 
Mm-hmm. It's hard to say because I definitely want a cat there that I can like pet and like hang out. Maybe sit on my lap, you know. I bet the beast would hang Maybe out. Maybe carry with around you. on my shoulders. You ever had a cat like sit on your shoulders? And, like no. walk around. Oh, it's so cool. Is it? Yeah, it's I don't, great. I don't know about that. It's really the fa- it's the best. Mm. You're the worst. Oh, I'm the You're worst. You're the worst now. You're the new Rick. <sighs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> how dare you? Don't ever call me Rick. We we had an agreement about that, Andy. Friends don't call each other Rick. Friends don't call friends Rick. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thank you. So I say we invite the beast. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah, the beast is the most proactive, you know. Yeah. And I really feel like the beast will get along with Shadowfather and Thomason. Yeah. So, you know. But who's gonna Who's the plus one? Yeah, that's the thing. It can't be Miles, I don't think. No, we can't. Because they're not Miles. friends. Jill, I don't think, would want to be around the beast anymore. I feel like Jill's done with that. Well, I maybe before we decide on this, I wanna highlight some characters. Okay. I wanna do a little thing because this might help us choose, because these people are all gonna be in the running for the the beasts plus one. Okay. Who wore it best? Wall edition. Uh huh. <laughs> Women in the wall, or people in the wall, right? Because yeah, Oliveros in the wall. Yeah, in one but of them. he's not gonna win this. He's look. He's he sucks so he's bad. DQ'd. He like, he's DQ. He's close to be in that wall. Yeah. He's he's he's, he's closed walled. He's so close walled. <laughs> he's bricked up. That's that's where Oliviero stands. We're for bricking me. up Oliviero. So then it would be Brenda, Brenda from your vice. From your vice, who is. We said Giovanna was the only character that's not shitty in that movie. Brenda is the only character, the other only character that's not shitty in that movie. And Brenda is like, I mean, we have to say it. So Brenda's a black woman who is the maid of this family. Only black character in the film. And this film is blatantly racist towards her. Yeah. Well, I think it's that thing with Eula Bell in Horror of Party Beach where it's like... On the one hand, you're like, well, at least there's a representation. Right. At least there's a person of color in this movie that has lines and has a character. Mm-hmm. It's still problematic. Right. And it's still informed by racist tropes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like they even name it in this film when he's talking about colonization, when Oliviero's whole being gross and like racist about Brenda and about his sexual attraction to her. There is a lot of fucked up things said about Brenda. Yeah. But we also get a scene with her and the rag and bone woman, the old lady. Mm-hmm. I love that scene. Yeah. I love the reveal that Brenda is queer. Mm-hmm. I love when she puts on the countess's cloak. Yeah. I just, these, these things I love about Brenda. And so when she gets killed, it's like awful and shitty and I hate it. Mm-hmm. You want more from this character. And I feel like we need justice for Brenda. And she's, I think, she's my favorite character in that movie. That as far as like, well, we want more from her. I think she's the best person in that movie. I think my favorite character is Floriana. Floriana. Because <laughs> yeah. Floriana is just yeah. chaos walking. Yeah. I kind of wish they'd given Floriana's stuff to Brenda. I without the, her being a monster. Right. <laughs> bit. There were more characters that you want to talk about, though. Oh, who wore the wall best? Who wore the wall best? Yeah, so, so Brenda so is Brenda and your, your vice. vice. And she wears that wall well. She does. She wears. I mean, it she very went well. into that wall too soon, I think. Mm-hmm. But and then in Fulci's Black Hat, it's Jill gets put in that wall. Yeah, she gets bricked up in there. Okay. And she doesn't die. No, she she survives. survives. And then in Argento's Black Hat, it is Annabelle. The, Annabelle, and that's the drywall. <laughs> the drywall. Oh, but she wore that wall so well. I mean, she, first of all, God, yeah. the walls gets decorated, unlike the other ones. Yeah. Well, the other one in your vice, they're in the wine cellar behind a barrel of wine. 
that rolls, like they roll it in and out yeah. of the way. Argento's, as we've said, gets decorated with uh, a shelf that mm-hmm. is piled with books and movies. <laughs> it's just a bunch of movies. It's so great. And she's hanging in there. The other two are there. just kind of yeah. shoved in like a crawl space or behind the wall. And but I, she gets to be hung up. I feel like he did the best job. I feel like Rod Usher, Harvey Keitel in that movie was like daddy fix it <laughs> in that, in that, in that it, movie. It's a very nice wall. Yeah. Cause in your vice, they leave a hole. There's a fucking hole that Irina leaves. Well, it's Irina and Walter. I assume Walter probably did most of the work. Yeah, for sure. But, which I had this thought about Walter mm-hmm. that I just, as a cautionary thing to everybody out there, never follow your co-conspirator to the edge of a cliff. Yeah, Ever. You just don't do that. Definitely don't do that. <laughs> wow. That's my favorite kill in that movie, by yeah, the way. It's great. It's yeah. fantastic. But it's like, also, don't do that. Don't yeah. walk to the edge of a cliff with your co-conspirator. So who were the wall best? It's between Brenda, Annabelle, and Jill. Jill. Oh, that's a tough call. But I think it, I mean... I like Brenda the best. Yeah. But who wore the wall the best is probably Annabelle. Probably Annabelle. I hate to say that because I really, I love Brenda. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you want Brenda to be the plus one for the beast? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think Annabelle still wore the wall the best. It's also the best wall. It's the best designed wall. And you know what? She's in there by herself. Well, with the mutant zombie undead slime kitties that are eating her. Yeah. Brenda's got to share that fucking wall with Oliviero. Which is a bummer. Yeah, her abuser. Yeah. Arena says a bunch of gross racist shit about that, too. Yeah. Anyway. So Annabelle gets who wore the wall the best, yeah. and Brenda gets to be the plus one. Yeah, I like that. Cool. I got a couple lines I want to oh just Oh, my God. Up. There are so many there, great. Okay, there's, there's a so lot. much great I, dialogue. I could go on forever. Yeah. But a few that I really love. Can I just... I want to point out that the flirting in Fulci's Black Cat between Jill and David Warbeck's character, the inspector... Mm-hmm. is the most awkward flirting I've ever seen. <laughs> and my favorite is this exchange where he comes to her apartment in the middle of the night and she says, you didn't get me out of bed just to look at me. And he says, well, I think it's a good idea. And she says, well, I hope you've got a better one. And he says, better, but not so good. It's like the most wow. awkward flirting wow. ever. And then they fuck. Yeah. It's like, they're very like deadpan about it. It's not even like sultry, like better, but not so good. Like it's like, he's just like better, it's, but not so good. It's like the exact opposite of everything Floriana says to every character yeah. in your vice. Floriana, everything she says is like, it's so great too. She says so many amazing flirty sex things. Everything that comes out of her mouth yeah. is sexual. Yeah. Even when she's like talking about killing people. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's still hot. Yeah. Floriana is fucking hot. Floriana is, uh, yeah. I mean, I kind of want her at the party, but she's, oh my God, no. Can you imagine the she drama would she would start? so many oh. problems. Yeah. Uh, and then I love when Oliviero does that thing to his wife where he has the bag full of eyeballs, sheep's eyes. And oh the, my God. And the wife screams when she opens it and he comes running in and the first thing he says is, is she dead? <laughs> <laughs> like, what an asshole thing to say. Yeah, there's, I mean, a lot of stuff that Professor Miles says. He says a lot of great things. I think my favorite being, we are bound together by hatred. Mm-hmm. So great. The Katsi film has some good lines. Uh, there's very little difference between a fairy and a witch. Is a good line. Mm-hmm. Oh, when Levin, the producer, is talking to them, he says a thing that I really like, where he, he says, I like that you told your whole story in four pages. Mm-hmm. And like this whole thing is like everybody writes two scripts that are too long and it wastes his time. And I feel like that's how I am watching everything now. Right. And and 
that's like the only thing he likes about it. So, all right. So next week we are doing our final spirit week of the spirit month and it's ghosts specifically haunted haunted houses, houses. yeah where's the after party mm-hmm. you know we're gonna find out <laughs> next week so we're gonna be watching the haunting the original mm-hmm. and jew on the grudge jew on the grudge these are two of my favorite all-time favorite haunted house movies both movies that still kind of scare me uh, yeah absolutely yeah, they're still effective to me all right and until then bye good luck no oh um you don't want to say anything Cats take orders from no one. Bye, good luck. TTFN. God damn you.